Meet Reed Lance Rosenthal, rancher, number one best-selling, award-winning author, and unabashedly, unapologetically on the right side of the outstanding issues of our generation. But don't try to fence him in. Sometimes his positions will surprise you, because Reed is definitely his own man, with his own opinions. You might love him, you might hate him, but you won't be able to stop listening. Step over to the right side with Reed. Howdy, listeners, coast to coast. Gulf to Canada and around the globe. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Lots to cover today. There always is, but I have some really big stories for you, some of which we'll cover in the rat-a-tat-tat. We're going to finish up our PSYOPs. This is the third part of our PSYOPs kind of historical presentation. And, of course, I'm going to be bringing you the rest of the story with this third segment on PSYOPs. You want to know how you are manipulated? You want to know how this election fraud, which happens on the ground, is augmented surreptitiously, secretly, by Google, big tech, and the internet? Well, you're about to find out. PSYOPs at its best, and it has to do with the midterm elections. I'm going to bring you up to speed on uh, ever more facts coming out on the rampant fraud on all levels down there in Arizona, including with the use of PSYOPs, big tech, and subliminal internet messages. And we're going to talk about the election in Georgia a few days ago. We shall see how that all tumbles out and what comes to light. Right now, they're declaring Warnock the winner, despite Walker having a 1.4% edge. Real clear politics, average polls moving into the election. But, you know, 2 million early votes. Hmm... Oh, and then there was the judge down there who disregarded a former lawsuit which upheld the Georgia voting laws and said, you know, if you get your absentee ballots in three days after the election, they'll count too. Well, you know, I mean, the beat goes on. Where, Where are you, Republican army of litigators? Where are you? And some huge news, once again, I'll cover it in the rat a tat tat on the COVID jabs. And yes... The battle is about to begin over liability for those jabs, and Ron DeSantis is leading it. Good for him. But first, our founders quote, Alexander Hamilton, If it be asked, what is the most sacred duty and the greatest source of our security in a republic? The answer would be an inviolable respect for the Constitution and laws. You know, uh, what are they trying to tear down, folks? Oh, that's right. Faith, family, and the constitution because it is the foundation it is the bedrock of all american law and i'm going to deviate just a little bit today from our weekly ranch story and the lessons it teaches us i'm down in las vegas at the nfr signing books been great loads of new readers loads of old readers people clamoring for book five and six which will be coming out after the first of the year you readers if you are not subscribed subscribe to threadswestseries.com. We don't send out much, but when we do, it's big news, particularly with these books five and six releases coming up in the relatively near term. Everybody's been waiting for them, and you get to reserve the books on that website, threadswestseries.com, for free. Books five, six, and seven. There's a big paper shortage. Printers are on allocations. That list gets books first. Everybody else comes second, and that includes Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. It's the way it is. And our ranch story today is really kind of symbolic of the Republican Party right now. Think about it as I tell it to you. And down here at the NFR, signing books and talking with thousands of people, I'm getting a lot of viewpoints 
on what's going on around the country, particular states, election fraud, and yes, the shaping of conservative leaders in the Republican Party. I'll discuss all that with you in detail next week. But it reminds me of what happens on the ranch. When you kind of have a ornery lead cow leading all the other bovines, at first it's great because she keeps them safe. She keeps them moving. She brings them to the feed. She brings them to the water. She takes no guff from the herd, and everybody respects her. And she's not, shall we say, bashful about asserting her authority should any young cow try and stand up to her matronly commands. But you know, eventually, she starts making mistakes. She moves them where they shouldn't move. She starts not minding the rancher. And she starts looking at the grass on the other side of the fence (laughs) with bad results, both for the ranch and for the neighbor and for the fence. And that reminds me of kind of what's going on in the Republican Party and the conservative ranks. And I'll just leave it at that. Let's finish up our three-part series on the history of PSYOPs so I can bring you the rest of the story because it's, well, it's not kind of chilling. It is absolutely frigid in its chilling implications. There's a guy by the name of Robert Epstein. He's a renowned American psychologist, journalist, and he's done some research. In fact, his team has done extensive research. And he's pretty much convinced that aside from the cheating on the ground, i.e. Arizona, he believes Google killed the so-called red wave. And they did it before voters ever submitted their ballots, folks. He was the editor-in-chief, by the way, of Psychology Today. And in states where Republicans lost tight races or supposedly lost tight races, Arizona, for instance, Epstein's team found, quote, substantial bias in content that Google and other tech companies were sending people, unquote. And it was based on, based on their research, they went into the guts of the Google stuff, biased algorithms. Remember that Carrie Lake led by a fairly significant margin. In fact, one poll had her up 11 points over Katie Hobbs. And then she loses by 17,000 votes. Well, putting aside the shenanigans, which we're going to talk about later in the show, and the lawsuits, which are getting loaded into legal cannons, which we're going to talk about in the rat-a-tat-tat. It seems that Google shifted a bunch of votes down there in Arizona. Quote, based on the data we've collected, we think Google alone probably shifted about 80 million votes in the midterm elections. By the way, let me just say that's not votes just at the federal level for federal elections. But remember, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of elections around the country from, you know, sheriff to DA to state representative. And Epstein did a interview for the Western Journal. I'm going to have that for you uh, in the PSYOP section, which we have added to ontherightsideradio.com. All sorts of articles and insights into the PSYOPs that's being played on you. And hopefully you kind of see through it. And Epstein was able to track these ephemeral experiences, we'll call them, with a team of researchers. And they monitor the computers of more than 3,000, this is a lot of people, volunteers across the country. And that included Republicans, Democrats, and Independents. His team was able to capture 2.4 million, this is just with 3,000 people, folks, ephemeral experiences, which consistently had a left-leaning bias. For instance, in this massive, subliminal, 
and hidden. PSYOPs campaign, liberal users would receive more pop-up reminders telling them to vote. Or when looking up info at a particular race, you know, uh, like the Arizona governor, let's say, Google's search bar would flash some carefully crafted suggestions tilted in the Democrats' candidates' favor. Hmm. Who could think? Who could imagine this? And you know, when you put this in concert with what's coming out in the Louisiana-Ohio lawsuit, the Schmidt lawsuit, which has now proved conclusively the collusion between big tech, media, and government, and with what's coming out with, with all the other investigations that are going on, the absolute collusion. By the way, did you know that Fauci's daughter used to work at Twitter? Like, until Elon Musk fired her? Gee, I wonder if that had anything to do with Twitter suppressing evidence of the lack of lethality of COVID and the safe and effective jab. What do you think? And basically what's come out, and this is all part of the PSYOPs, folks. Remember, misinformation, disinformation, the elimination of information, and the direction of information at targeted audiences. Think about our shows over the last two weeks. With technical advances... And with the information which you have given these big tech giants, they know exactly who you are and how you think and what trips your trigger, what pushes your buttons. And they know it about the other folks, too. Here's a quote from the findings of the lawsuit, the Schmidt lawsuit, the attorney general. Quote, DHS, that's right, Department of Homeland Security is where this all kind of swirls around. You know, our buddy Mayorkas, I warned you about him years ago. And here he is. Not only... Two, two and a half million people streaming across the border every year with him looking in the camera and looking in the eyes of the congressional quote-unquote investigators and saying the border is fully secure. And to insert, shall we say, Mayorkas is a total communist, folks, total anti-American and huge Red China supporter. But DHS, it seems, would tell social media companies what they wanted off the platforms via takedown requests. And then the platforms would submit reports to government. They would be called on to process reports, provide timely responses to include the removal of reported quote-unquote misinformation from the platform. Go to the search bar on the right side radio, type in his name, listen to those shows. And this was done, I quote, this was specifically done with election information, which would be flagged by state election officials submitted to DHS, which would then tell social media companies to pull it. Unquote. Guess who one of those officials was? Oh, that's right, Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State running for governor in Arizona. That's right. Emails have now surfaced, including through Elon Musk. <laughs> you know, he's just rocking the world, boy, there at Twitter. The release of emails, internal emails by Elon Musk, shows exactly what was happening at Twitter, which was exactly what's happening with Apple and with Google and with all sorts of other servers like Yahoo News, you know. Yeah, it seems like Katie Hobbs didn't have time to debate, but she had lots of times to send directions to these media companies, these big tech companies, to take down this or take down that or insert this or insert that. And of course, she gets to certify her own election, but that'll be coming up in the rat-a-tat-tat. I want you to know that this lawsuit has brought out that Facebook and Twitter, just as two examples, they even created online portals, think about this, that would allow the U.S. federal government your government, folks, the government of the people, by the people, and for the people, to, quote, rapidly request takedowns of content, unquote. And these portals were used by government in collusion with corrupt media and totally corrupt big tech to censor, quote, obvious 
parody accounts, unquote, and to separate content that were published by individuals who disagreed with the government's COVID-19 policies, for instance. Let me give you just a couple of examples. So you've heard of vaccine equity. You know, this is high on the global cabal's list of priorities. It's a form of redistribution. You know, the rich folks pay the poor folks there in Africa because they didn't have access to the vaccines. And, oh, that's just so terrible because they didn't have a chance to save their lives the same as other people in richer countries. Well, what nonsense. In Africa, and they've done extensive studies which are now coming to light. There's a lot of stuff coming to light. That's a good thing. Fewer than 6% of the African population, we're talking about the continent, have received the COVID jabs. But they've maintained in Africa an extremely low COVID-19 death rate over the last three years. Hmm. And this is at the same time where corrupt media, (laughs) the collusive big tech folks, and the government doing the same thing that I just told you about in the election process are trying to influence you. It's a huge psyops game. You know, U.S. media are now trying to scare people into taking additional shots, you know, new and improved and safe and effective for the fall and the winter because the upcoming triple-demic, I mean, right, you've seen that, you've seen that in pop-ups, you've seen that subliminal messaging, you've seen that overt media psyops along with NIH, NAID, CDC, you name it. And the warning of this triple-demic of COVID and flu and respiratory virus. And of course, there's been all sorts of stories, you know, mainstream media bringing all these poor kids who have respiratory virus. By the way, they forgot to tell you that over 80% of the children, and once again, this is based on medical studies, 80% of the children who have respiratory virus problems, and I feel sorry for them and their families, uh, they got the jab. That means only 20% of the kids who have respiratory virus problems, that 20% didn't get the jab. Hmm, what does that tell you along with the African statistics? In fact, in Africa, just to kind of bring home the point, in August 2020, Science Magazine, this is a study, antibody studies suggest large numbers of infections have incurred, they're talking about Africa, but death tolls have remained low. 3,000 blood donors and 1 in 20, or millions of people, have antibodies to SARS-CoV-2. In other words, they had past infection, they have natural immunity. And that is almost exactly, let's say you compare Kenya to Spain in mid-May 2020. Kenya had 100 deaths from COVID. Spain had 27,000. And November 2021, the study was done again. And this is where the 6% figure, those who were injected with the COVID shot. And of course, in the PSYOPs game, they try and explain that away. And remember, I'm using some specific examples to give you an idea of what's done across the board on these major issues. In fact, in Kenya, where fewer than 6% of the people received a COVID shot, they were among the countries least affected by COVID. And what they try and explain it away, and by they, I'm talking about the PSYOPs cabal, They theorize that, quote, lower rates of urbanization, genetic reasons, or exposure to other diseases may have spared the continent the more lethal effects of the virus, unquote. Oh, please, nonsense. And if you want to know how close the the sword of Damocles is to falling on this psyops, this collusion between corrupt big tech, totally corrupt government, and absolutely corrupt big media is, you should see what's going on in the 
panic in TV land, right? The media is scrambling to undermine, to undercut, once again, right, an extension of the PSYOPs program, the cover-up of the cover-up of the cover-up. They're scrambling to block investigations that are now ongoing, coming up, and lawsuits and discovery ongoing, like the Schmidt lawsuit. That's going to expose their guilt in these matters. And well, they should, as we get to rat-a-tat-tat, and I tell you what's happening in Florida with vaccine liability, like exploding down there. Oh, yes, liability. Somebody's going to be writing some checks. So let's sum this up on the PSYOPs side. There's a great article by Mercola. It's called Shooting Starlings, How the Masters Curate the Flocks. It's going to be posted under PSYOPs, Family Safety, and under the audio bar on the right side, radio.com. But in, and you should read it. You really should read it. But in a really broad, quick overbrush, it appears that spontaneous events that no one can control really aren't that at all. Okay, so curated information right? The PSYOPs, which is pushed ahead of information on people's news feeds, can dramatically influence crowd behavior. It's social engineering, folks, on a grand scale. The Department of Homeland Security, right? Our buddy Mayorkas, I was just talking about it. Their Homeland Security Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, blah, 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 blah. That's called CISA, C-I-S-A. That's a key coordinator of illegal government censorship. Its original directive, by the way, in 2018, was to, to, to defend the United States against foreign cybersecurity threats. Now, size's primary focus is domestic threats. Think about the PSYOPs with J6 and domestic terrorists and the utterances by President Cadaver and Obama and the other top Democrats. And SISA works with what's called the Election Integrity Partnership, EIP. They do the actual censoring, folks. They kind of conduct the PSYOPs. And the EIP consists of four social media monitoring groups, Stanford Internet Observatory, Washington's University Center for an Informed Public, oh yeah, right, I love these names, the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, and Grafica. Let's take a look at one person deeply involved in the Election Integrity Partnership, EIP. Her name is Renee Deresta, D-I-R-E-S-T-A. And she researches, quote, pathological information systems, unquote, and, quote, the spread of malign narratives, unquote, at the Stanford Internet Observatory. She uses a metaphor. She uses a metaphor that's a flock of starlings, in which thousands of birds are flying in what seems to be kind of an impossibly coordinated pattern. And it's known as murmuration, M-U-R-M-U-R-A-T-I-O-N. I'll use her words. Quote, in a murmuration, each bird sees on average the seven birds nearest it and adjusts its own behavior in response. If the nearest neighbors move left, the bird usually moves left. If they move right, the bird usually moves right. The bird does not know the flock's ultimate destination and can make no radical change to the whole, but each of these birds' small alterations when occurring in rapid sequence shift the course of the whole, creating mesmerizing patterns. So, folks, computational biologists, computer scientists who study these things, they call it, quote, the rapid transmission of local behavioral response to neighbors. Each animal is a node in the system of influence with the capacity to affect the behavior of its neighbors. And of course, it can be greatly enhanced, i.e. the PSYOPs programs. And that includes, of course, reflective and receptive radio frequency and microwave frequency particles, which somehow get into your body, you know, usually at the point of a needle, or 
directed energy waves and microwave beams, which are being used throughout. Have you heard of 5G? And the scientists call this process in which groups of, you know, different organisms, different living things move as a cohesive unit, collective behavior. Quote, the behavior is derived from the relationship of individual entities to each other. Yet only by widening the aperture beyond individuals do we see the entirety of the dynamic. Unquote. You've heard the terms Internet of Things, Internet of People. Now you kind of know what they're telling you about, what they're trying to prepare you for. That in and of itself is a psyops. And next week we're going to discuss what they plan to do with this, shall we say, newfound toy to manipulate billions of humans without those humans knowing it, what they're going to do with it. Duresta says human behavior on social media is just the same as what I just described to you. People, masses of people, they react to a stimulus, like a social media post, and then they move kind of like a seemingly cohesive unit, you know, early voting, votes, not liking Trump, whatever it happens to be, without a designated leader. And as a result, things go, quote, unquote, viral. You've heard that term too, haven't you? And Duresta also calls it nudges or bait. That's a quote. Quote nudges, quote bait, right? Curated information that gets pushed into our views and ends up influencing what we think and do. And that influences what goes viral in people's minds and on the internet and what doesn't. It's an incredibly subtle form of influence. And it is social engineering to its finest subliminal degree. And when those nudges... Right? Think about Cass Sunstein, Obama's uh, regulatory czar. He wrote a book called Nudge. Oh, you see how this all ties in? That was 12 years ago, folks. But when this nudge, this curated information, is pushed to the front of people's news feeds and other feeds by social media and the mainstream media through TV, etc., individuals react. And suddenly, there's large numbers of people that kind of move as a group, move as a herd. And creating, and they create a trend. So social engineering and behavior modification works because the psyops is steering our attention to a specific target for a specific long-term goal, which of course is never disclosed until the trap closes. And when you send curation, right? When you send these messages to like-minded individuals, remember they know how you think, they know what you do, they know what you purchase then opposing views are fully limited. And, you know, uh, what happens to the balance so that people can make a determination? It's eliminated. It is a huge, high-tech, 2022 PSYOPs program. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Renee DeResta. And I'm just singling her out because she is a perfect example of the type of person and their tentacles and how they're interrelated that are influencing behavior, thoughts, and actions. This is a quote from her, quote, the network, she's talking about misinformation, uh, what she labels misinformation, which is anything she and her cohorts don't agree with, or Mayorkas and the government doesn't. Quote, the networks designed years ago, oh yes, they were, when a moral recommendation engine suggested, for example, that anti-vaccine activists might like to join QAnon communities. This created real ties. And all of this, folks, and we're going to talk about this next week in depth, is designed for an ultimate goal, which you kind of hear little bits and pieces about, you know, digital currency, social engineering systems, the Green New Deal, the elimination of carbon, the tracking of carbon footprints. I mean, we're going to get way down that rabbit hole next week. 
But the globalist cabal who's behind the Great Reset, they fully intend to drive us into a digital identity, a social credit score, digital twins, and a kind of virtual reality. And Duresta is a huge proponent of wanting a mass migration of people's minds and people's bodies and people's information or lack of information moving into, quote-unquote, the Metaverse. What did Facebook change its name to about two years ago? Oh, that's right, Meta. Hmm, must be a coincidence. Because, folks, that's where the globalist cabal eventually want us. And by eventually, unfortunately, eventually is upon us, as we will be talking about next week. And who is Duresta? She's a research manager for that Stanford Internet Observatory, one of the EIP members. It was founded in June 2019 to promote, quote, Internet censorship policies and conduct real-time social media narrative monitoring. She's also a Mozilla Fellow in Media, Misinformation, and Trust. She's an advisor to Congress and to the State Department. Remember who's ultimately in charge of PSYOPs? from our history of PSYOPs over the last two weeks, the State Department. And she's a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. Folks, I've told you all about the Council of Foreign Relations. (laughs) I've told you about what they are, who they are, how long they've been around, how they have influenced globalist and American policy, and how they are absolutely antithesis to America First. Go back into the archives. Type in Council on Foreign Relations, or CFR, Listen to those shows. CFR is finance. Remember, we're talking about Duresta, just to let you know how this all ties in. As one example, just as just one example of thousands of people who are manipulating the planet. CFR is financed by the Gates, the Rockefellers, the Ford, and the Carnegie Foundations. Interesting. And they originated, you know, CFR, 95 years ago. Almost every U.S. Secretary of Defense has been a lifetime member. Almost every CIA director has been a lifetime member. And the CFR goal, they stated, is to bring about a kind of totalitarian one-world government, a new world order, or NWO, this is where that term came from, with global top-down rule. Let me give you a quote by CFR member Admiral Chester Ward from 1975. This is 1975, folks. The CFR's goal is submergence of U.S. sovereignty and national independence into an all-powerful one-world government. Let me continue. Remember, this is a CFR admiral's... (laughs) This is his words, folks. This is not mine. This lust to surrender the sovereignty and independence of the United States is pervasive throughout most of its membership. They're talking about the Council of Foreign Relations. In the entire CFR lexicon, Remember, this is 1975, folks. There is no term of revulsion carrying a meaning so deep as America first. In 1950, one of CFR's founders, James Warburg, let me tell you what he told the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. This is 1950. Quote, we shall have world government, whether or not you like it, by conquest or consent. Unquote. DeResta, our example in this PSYOPs conclusion, she's a CFR member. She's a misinformation specialist. Her essays, therefore, become a really interesting examples of subtle NWO propaganda. What else do we know about Duresta? Well, she's part of the Lancet Commission, you know, the medical community, the big journal, on vaccine refusal, acceptance, and demand. At the end of 2021, she co-authored an article in the Lancet. Her co-authors, by the way, included Chelsea Clinton and Dr. Peter Hotez, you know, a big pharma lackey. Oh, this is just terrific. And they discussed the impact of vaccine misinformation on COVID jab uptake. 
and they present what they term, quote, a coordinated evidence-based education, communication, and behavioral intervention strategy that is likely to improve the success of COVID-19 vaccine programs across the United States. She's also played an integral role in the Department of Homeland Security. You know, she and Mayorkas, they must have lunch together. Moved to establish a domestic censorship bureau. Remember all that, the disinformation bureau? Ah, uh, yeah, she was right in the thick of it. In November 2022, this is just a month ago, the Foundation for Freedom Online, they published kind of an extensive article, quote, detailing this transition and the key players involved. Let me quote from that article. Quote, this story has two main institutional sides, the government within DHS and the non-governmental side consisting of a web of like-minded private sector and civil society partners. Together, this network forms the DHS Public-Private Censorship Network, unquote. This is their words, folks, not mine. And on the government side, you have CISA, C-I-S-A, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency though formed to safeguard us from foreign threats, you know, like Red China and Russia and Iran, you know, just those guys. Instead, it's now focused on domestic enemies. That is, anybody who doesn't think like they're supposed to. You know, 1984, thought crime. What happens is the government is not allowed by law. Remember the quote from Alexander Hamilton I started this show with? The answer would be inviolable respect for the Constitution and laws. What is the most sacred duty, according to Hamilton? That's it. This sacred duty is being breached intentionally by these folks. In fact, the DHS and CISA use the EIP, these non-governmental organizations that DiResta, as one example, is a huge part of, to shield themselves from the law. You know, the Democrat Marxists who run this government are very good at doing that. What the government can't do, they get the private sector to do. You know, like employers having to mandate jabs because the government mandated the employers, or should we say brought economic pressure on the employers? That is just one example, and so is this. And DiResta is directly involved with sizes, right, the government stuff, censorship directorate through the Stanford Internet Observatory, right, one of the four members of the EIP group that I told you about. Here's what Foundation for Freedom Online has to say about DiResta. Quote, the prominent role Rene DiResta plays in EIP, a government-partnered internet censorship consortium, is particularly worrisome and disturbing. Before DiResta became research manager at the Stanford Disinfo Lab, she was research director for a now-notorious, scandal-laden, and disgraced political hatchet firm known as New Knowledge, LLC. And by the way, there was an article in the New York Times about New Knowledge LLC. It was formed by DiResta. It was Democratic funded. It was a small, quote unquote, cybersecurity firm. And that firm is the firm that created the thousands of fake Russian bots. You remember the Russian collusion story, folks? And bots are user accounts generated with a virtual private network that simulate certain IP addresses, in this case, Russian IP addresses. And they created them on Twitter and Facebook. And then they mass-subscribed these fake Russian bots to opposition, I'll take one example, Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore's program down in Alabama, causing him to lose narrowly because, you know, he was a Russian disinformation person. Let me give you another quote from Freedom Online. 
quote, one common thread connecting these four entities, this is the EIP entities, is that each of their directors, ah, DeResta, our example, were involved in unsubstantiated claims from January 2017 through early 2020 that Russian interference had helped Donald Trump win the 2016 election. Let me continue. Each of the four entities comprising EIP is also deeply connected to the U.S. military and foreign policy establishment. It is very helpful to understand EIP's network and operations in depth because it was through EIP that DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, built the infrastructure for its current role as a government coordinator of takedowns and throttling of U.S. citizen speech online. Let me boil this down. As part of the PSYOPs program, to avoid laws, to avoid the Constitution, to avoid liability, the EIP was created by the DHS and CISA as a way for the government to circumvent the law, right? <laughs> Think about Hamilton's quote. And shield its completely illegal censoring of the American public behind a veneer, shall we say, of private corporations and non-governmental organizations. It's the same way that Soros does his PSYOPs program, right? He funds all these people, like the DAs he gets elected, who want to let criminals out in the street, who have caused crime rates who rise 30 to 90%, depending upon the city, through NGOs. It's a huge money laundering operation. It is absolutely illegal. Alexander Hamilton would roll in his grave. There was an interview in the Atlantic Council. One of the leaders of EIP, Alex Stamos, by the way, he was the former security chief of Facebook. And as an aside, just to show you how interconnected and interwoven this web of deceit and psyops is james baker remember james baker the fbi attorney who allowed the fbi to run rampant and participated in the entire fbi scandal when it came to trump and the russian disinformation the dossier and strock and the whole nine yards baker was the general counsel for twitter must just canned his butt this last week all these people are, are tied in. It is really the tyranny of the minority. It is all those historical stories I've brought you right here, flat in your face. But of course, well hidden because of the PSYOPs itself. But in that Atlantic Council interview, this guy, Alex Stamos, the former security chief of Facebook, he admits, quote, that the DHS EIP partnership was set up to outsource censorship that the government could not do due to lack of legal authorization, unquote. By the way, in the 2020 election, EIP changed its name, you know, to further confuse more PSYOPs, and it rebranded itself as an entity called the Virality Project, or VP. And VP ended up censoring with its government partners, completely illegally, 66 unique social media narratives, which were going viral, that were concerning COVID during the 2021 calendar year. I'm not talking about 66 posts now. 66 narratives, folks. Thousands of posts constitute a narrative. DeResta, our example, is also the head of policy for Data for Democracy. Oh, warm fuzzies. My heart goes pitter-patter. At the same time that she's taking part in a plot. I mean, you can only find it as a plot to directly circumvent the election process, right? To tear down this representative republic. And where we're at on this is we're at the rest of the story. And the rest of the story is this. Look, this is about their goals, which we're going to talk about next week. This is where the PSYOPs now is heading, okay? This is what they want to achieve with it. It's not just win an election or influence an election or get you to take the jab. All this stuff is tied in into one overriding goal that has many 
nasty subparts. That's next week's show. Basically, folks, these people, the minority, they're a tiny minority, but they control information. They have a goal. They have a plan for getting there. And then they fashion the narratives to implement that plan. And, of course, they control the delivery. Who sees it and when and how often and how in your face. And let's finish up with some eye-popping rat-a-tat-tat, shall we? First of all, in Brazil, the Brazilian military is getting involved in that fraudulent election down there. The Supreme Court of Brazil said the election was fine, but they've now found evidence, oh, big surprise, of tampering or problems with 280,000 voting machines down there. And the military is beginning to execute the underlings of the newly elected, although I don't think he will be for long, socialist president. You know, the cartels. Gee, who would have thought that they were in charge of the election? And then down in Arizona, Carrie Lake is going to the Supreme Court to have the election annulled along with Mark Fincham on a separate lawsuit bin. They have discovered all sorts of new skullduggery down there in Arizona, corrupt Arizona land. It seems that Bill Gates, and forget the guy's name, it doesn't matter, but his henchmen, they formed a pack to support Katie Hobbs. These are the people who supposedly ran the voting machines. And now it's come out that the voting machines which malfunctioned, the tabulators, were 90 percent in Republican counties. Not to mention that it's also come out, thanks to Elon Musk, that Katie Hobbs and her crew were busy censoring Carrie Lake and the Republicans via Twitter with actual emails. Oh, imagine that. PSYOPs, anyone? I'll keep you informed of that. In the meantime, take action page. Go to it on the right side, radio.com. Support Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham's lawsuits. These are important. And along those lines, the Supreme Court of the United States is hearing a very important case. In fact, they just heard it. They have not ruled on it. This is whether the United States Constitution, which grants sole power to determine elections, election laws, election procedures to the state legislatures, can a state court interfere with the legislature's power? This is a huge case, folks. I will keep you up to speed on it. And then in a mind blower, and yay for Florida, quote, we are going to work to hold these manufacturers accountable for this mRNA because they said there was no side effects and we know that there have been a lot. Those are the words of Ron DeSantis. It seems that Florida is going to be going after employers who mandated vaccines and big pharma. I'll keep you posted on this. I told you that this was going to happen. There's going to be trillions of dollars of lawsuits, folks. If you got the jab, hopefully you're not going to take any more, but I would follow this very, very closely, particularly if you are having any adverse effects or anybody in your family or any of your friends. There's going to be, why don't we say a financial lynching? And there needs to be. Maybe there just ought to be a lynching period. Remember that all these articles are posted in full under Rat-a-tat-tat and certain other sections on the right side radio.com page. And I want to draw your attention to the PSYOPs section. There are some unbelievable videos which tie right into the show today, both medical and election. And of course, the PSYOPs is much wider spread than that, but that's a discussion for next week. And speaking of PSYOPs, Colorado, a blue state, just the opposite of Florida, who is now embarking on a program to bring these pharma and employment and PSYOPs and government officials, hold them accountable for the safety and sake and well-being of their constituents. Colorado just extended their COVID emergency because they're now including cases of the flu and the other respiratory diseases. Remember the triple-demic, you know, PSYOPs? 
And in an unfortunate case, the Supreme Court of the United States has refused to hear a case that alleges that Facebook and Dominion voting systems had an illegal and undue influence on the 2020 elections. So that is unfortunate. Hopefully they'll do better on this state legislature question, which was just argued before them this last week. And in Oregon, contrary to the United States Constitution, gee, what's new? Up in that blue draconian hell, Oregonians will no longer be able to purchase ammunition magazines which carry 10 or more rounds. And that new law went in effect this last Thursday. But a federal judge has stepped in where this state court ruled that basically the trampling of 2A rights was just fine with him. And now I think that this case is going to be headed to the Supreme Court of the United States. So another big gun control case headed up to Washington. And last but not least, you know this (laughs) railroad deal where the Democratic Congress, remember, they're not out till January, folks. And the Democratic Senate, you know, remember, they're going to be in still, unfortunately, in January. They just rammed it down the railroad and the union's throats saying they couldn't strike. But guess what? The railroad unions and their employees have said they're not going to honor that. This is going to get really, really, really interesting. In fact, by the time you hear this show, the ramifications of what's going to be going on with the railroads in the United States and the transportation story I still haven't been able to get to for you, but I will, that's about to descend upon us, it's going to get interesting this coming week, particularly if the union members at the railroads, the 12 unions, say, hey, we don't care what you said, Congress, we ain't coming into work. You know, we feel sick. Maybe we have COVID. Oh, well, and we are out of time. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Remember, folks, look in the mirror. Repeat with conviction. I mean, particularly now, mean these words. I will muster. I will stand. I will not comply. I will never give in. I will never stop fighting. I will join with those in these United States and around the globe who love freedom as I do, and we will win. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Keep the wind at your back. We'll talk at you next week. Please remember, if you've missed any shows, just click on Show Archive and you'll find all of his shows. We look forward to seeing you here again next week for another episode of Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side.